0: Hello Deacon Allen here. I trust everyone has had a blessed Christmas and and are enjoying the uh, the octave as we prepare to enter into a new calendar year. Uh of course the church year began back when we started this class on uh, the first Sunday of Advent. Anyway, this is should be a short recording uh going over the exercises uh for unit 4. Um looking at the drills uh which you know generally that I, like I say I you can do just the minimal amount uh you know I believe in doing it's the least I can do and I believe in doing the least I can do no. um but if you do the uh, if you just do the drills uh you know you'll get the benefit of that but I again I can't stress enough use you know make make full uh um dec- you know decline your vocabulary words on index cards and drill them that way because uh you you know uh getting all of the forms down is 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 important i think um but you know so rather than going through every single one of these let's look at a couple of ones that are tricky by way of re, re, uh, repetition repetitio est mater studiorum um repetition is the mother of studies um and uh, or, or of learning um, and, uh, and so again, I want to repeat again and again and again, because we're talking about adjectives and nouns, adjectives modifying nouns, and adjective always agrees with its noun in gender, number, and case, but not necessarily in declension. Okay. I've said that before, I'll repeat it again and again, just keep that in your head as a rule that just keeps tripping off your tongue. A noun, uh, an adjective agrees with its noun in gender, number, and case. So, to that end, a couple things that were worth pointing out um in our drills, uh in in uh drill D where we have a masculine noun papa modified by a an adjective. The adjective is novus because papa is masculine even though it's in the first declension. So for uh drill D there uh, what we should have is uh, pape novo, uh, f- two or four, the new pope, uh, or a new pope. Um, and then if we put it into plural, we have papis novis. That one, you know, because the first and second declension, uh, those endings are the same, that one's not so uh, different, but, but pape novo uh, rather than pape nove, right, because Pope is masculine, um, and then uh, similarly—well, not similarly, but but turning to uh, um, drill I, where we have a an us second declension masculine noun discipulus, right? But we have a an er second declension masculine adjective in satyr which is only different from the us ones in uh, in the nominative singular. Uh, but it does come up here. So we have, you know, the ones that are very simple with the genitive singular, discipuli sacri, of the holy disciple or a holy disciple. And if we make that plural, we get discipulorum sacrorum. Um, and to put it in the nominative plural, we get discipuli sacri, you know, that, that they're both that's not confusing at all. The holy disciples. But if we're putting it in the singular, we get discipulus sacer. Just because sacer is, a, is an er, uh, second declension adjective. Um, that would be a or the holy disciple. All right. So those are the only couple of really tricky ones among the drills. Now let's move on then to the exercises. Um... Number one, uh, if we're translating from this, we get, uh, uh, you know, something like, where are, I mean, literally, we'd have, where are many disciples? Uh, So, you know, uh, where are there many disciples, I think, if we were putting it into idiomatic English, right? Mea ecclesia is tu ecclesia. My church is your church. Okay but as we've noted before in latin you can drop the the copulative copulative verb uh, to be um, and when you do include it it tends to have a slight bit of emphasis uh, so you you can say exactly the same thing uh, me ecclesia tu ecclesia uh, and uh, of course you don't even have to repeat the substantive noun Uh, because it's clear what the adjective is referring to. So you can say mea ecclesia tua. Um, So literally, if we were translating these into English, we get my church is your church, my church is your church, but with is understood, and mine is your church, Uh, with, again, the is being understood. Now, this is not one of your exercises, but, you know, we know the old... Uh, Spanish uh, say, um, mi casa es uh, su casa. Well, what if we said here we changed church to house, right, or home? Remember, we've got the word uh, domus. Um, Domus is an odd word uh, in that it is a second declension noun, and it's an us noun, right, but it is one of the very rare second declension us nouns It looks masculine it looks to all the world like it's masculine um, but it's actually feminine and we're going to learn that word actually in the uh, in the uh, in unit 6 uh, but uh, but anyway if we were just just because this is kind of a funny sentence so we say you know uh, my house is your house right we would remembering a noun an adjective agrees with its noun in gender number and case so we would say mea domus est tua domus because domus is feminine even though it looks like it should be masculine but again uh, agreeing with it's not a gender number in case all right well that was kind of looking forward to something we'll get to in a couple of weeks <laughs> all right um Number three, Beati Servi Domini, blessed are the servants of the Lord, right? Um, again, the copulative verb to be is, is understood. Uh, number four, uh, Dominus Deus Sabaot est sacer, right? So, uh, the Lord God of hosts is holy um Multum Gaudium Sacro Populi Dei Multum Gaudium right there's our uh, um, this is our our subject right uh, and so we have um that's in the in the nominative and uh, and it's and Gaudium is neuter so Multum Gaudium um, uh much joy uh est is sacro populi dei um literally is uh for the holy people of god there is much joy for the holy people of god i suppose you could do the date of a possession and you could say um uh uh, uh there is uh the uh, much joy of the holy people of god the holy people of god's joy you know uh, but anyway um but I think there's, there's, the construction here would imply more of that um, that uh, dative, meaning that it's, you know, for them, right, rather than a possession. All right. Modus mundi est uh, et bonus et malus. Here that's double, that double et, uh, which is both and. Uh, when you have a list like that, modus mundi, uh, the way of the world, est, is... Uh, et bonus, et malus, both good and bad. And if you were to put that in the plural, you get modi mundi sunt boni et mali. Um, you could have said et boni et mali, both good and bad. But since we don't have the double et in there, it just means the ways of the world are good and bad. Manusus numerus angelorum. Uh, great Manus, right, est numerus, the number, angelorum of angels okay um let's skip down a little bit and uh um and see if there's any uh any um of these that are uh more uh difficult uh let's so let's do the odd numbered ones christus est dominus et vivorum et mortuorum again here's that double et so christ is lord you could say the Lord, uh, Christ is Lord, both of the living, and of the dead, right? Uh, or you could say, if you want to put it in maybe more elegant English, uh, Christ is Lord of both living and uh, of, of both the living and the dead. All right, uh, let's uh, then number el- uh, number eleven. Clarum in terra et in cello Domini verbum, clarum. Remember, this uh, word means clear, which seems obvious, clarum, uh, but it also means famous. Um, so, uh, the clear on earth, clarum intera. Uh, remember, in, when it takes the ablative, uh, has that sense of in or on. Uh, when it takes the accusative, it has a kind of a directional into or onto Kind of meaning. So, clear on earth, or famous on earth and in heaven, in terra et in cielo, uh, 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 domini ver- verbum, uh, the word of the Lord is clear in earth and in heaven, okay, or famous clear i think is probably we don't have any context for the sentence but you know that's probably more likely one might think all right so let's move on number 13 animus viri est beatus et bonus uh animus the spirit although and i probably mentioned um that uh, that in christian context we usually when we when we this is a masculine noun an animus um in a Christian context, we will often use a feminine form, anima. Uh, and it's feminine, I suppose, because the Greek word um, psuche, is, you know, psyche, uh, is feminine in Greek. And uh, um, and so, um, anyway, anima is the usual Christian word for soul. So this is more of spirit you know, it's still a kind of animating principle, but it, it, it doesn't quite have the Christian meaning of, like, the immortal soul. So, animus viri, um, the uh, the spirit of uh, the man or a man, um, uh, est beatus et bonus, is blessed and good. Okay? Number f- four, uh, 15. Um, in Cenaculo aurum erit puero. In Cenaculo um in the upper room in the dining room but you know the upper room uh, the cenacle if you will maybe maybe we're talking about the pl- actual place where the last supper took place so the cenacle uh in in the upper room um aurum gold erit will be puero this is two or four of the boy um uh uh And this, so you could say, there will be gold for the boy in the upper room. But again, this puerro could be that dative of possession. So it could be, uh, the boy's gold will be in the upper room. That would be a fine translation as well. Um, Number 17 Hic est nostrum sacramentum. Here is our sacrament. Again, though that's sacramentum in in ecclesiastical latin has all the senses in which we use the word sacrament uh but to an ancient roman it would have meant uh anything that was a holy obligation of some sort in, or a vow you know that kind of thing uh but here because we're talking about you know a particular location of something we're probably talking about the blessed sacrament uh and so the christian meaning is is probably, uh, what we would be, be most natural. All right. 19. Cena Domini est nostro popolo. Cena Domini. The supper of the Lord. Est is nostro popolo. Here again, this is the dative, but it's a dative of possession. So, uh, nostro popolo, uh, is for our people, or is our peoples, uh, you know, but, yeah. Um, 21. Um, De novo Testamento, that'd be um, from or about the new covenant, concerning the new covenant kind of thing. Um, that'd be uh, de is often used for uh, it in titles of treatises. You know, um, uh, um, like uh, uh, um, de civitate dei is is. Uh, um, St. Augustine's great book, you know, Of the City of God. Um, but De Novo, so, and of course De is a preposition that takes the ablative, uh, rather than, as we'd usually think of, of taking the genitive. But, but De specifically takes the ablative, so De Novo Testamento. Uh, of the uh, um, uh, 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 from or about or of the New Covenant. In magnis celis, uh, in great heaven, Remember, uh, uh, chelum cheli can, uh, uh, chelum chela, uh, uh, it, um, chelum cheli is, uh, is, um, can be both, it has the same general meaning, uh, if it's uh, singular or, um, or plural, uh, and it changes gender, it's neuter in the singular but masculine in the plural, um, Uh, All right. It's one of those odd words. Uh, Okay. Um, I remember when we were first working on Latin, just kind of another couple and, and my wife and I were kind of going through learning Latin together. And my wife at one point says, who came up with this language? <laughs> All right. So there are the interesting little complexities that that uh, can throw people if you're not careful. All right. Sine multis culpis nostris. Um, uh, without um, our many faults, right? Sine multis culpis nostris. Coram Deo. Uh, In the presence of God, before God. And as a church lawyer Uh, Coram is the way you cite a case that comes out of the uh, Roman Rota, our Supreme Court. Uh, And so it'll say, you know, there's a decision Coram Pinto, you know, a decision before uh, uh, Monsignor Pinto uh, on the Rota. Um, It's just a, uh, so whenever I see Coram, I always think of legal cases, but that's not, uh, not what's intended here. All right. 23, Mea doctrina non est mea. My teaching is not mine. Um, that's a uh, paraphrase of uh, John uh, 7 um, 16. All right. Um, good. And then if we go move on to number two. To the second set, where we're going from Latin into English, uh, or going from—I'm sorry—from from English into Latin, uh, we've only got five of these, so we'll do all of them. All right. Uh, the living God is holy, right? God Deus—that's our subject. So we need an adjective, and of course, God, uh, God is masculine in this, uh, in gender, uh, uh, in Latin, and so, uh, we needed masculine nouns, so, and in the nominative, so deus vivus, or vivus deus, right, est sacer, right, um, number two, the, uh, the living will be dead, the dead alive, okay, the living, this is one, again, one of those, um, uh, uh, words where a participle becomes is treated like a noun, so it comes from the verb. Um, anyway, uh, vivi, the living, erunt because we're talking about we want we need a we need a future uh, tense and it's third person um, plural. So vivi erunt mortui. Uh, the living will be dead. Mortui vivi the dead living, alive, okay? Our forefathers were servants of the Lord, antiqui nostri, our forefathers, antiqui nostri, erant, again, because we need a past tense here, but we also uh, uh, need to um, uh, put it in the third person plural, erant, servidomini, servants of the Lord. Number four, uh, your word is our command. Verbum tuum est preceptum nostrum. Okay, and then five, the kingdom of God is forever. Regnum Dei est in eternum or in saecula you could do it in, in in a number of ways but i think in eternum is probably good all right well those are the exercises i did have a question from uh, one of you uh the, about latin word order and go over this again we're going to um get into that in the uh in more detail in our in our fifth uh unit um but uh it uh and that'll uh hope that'll drop on sunday um but uh, uh, a word, a bit about about Latin word order. In English, word order is very important because we're no, English is no longer an inflected language. So uh, the only way you can determine uh, how uh, you know what which part of speech a word is is its position in the sentence. And now, occasionally you can you, and if you, even if you. Uh, obscure the meaning even if you don't obscure the meaning by changing around the word order it'll feel weird okay um latin word order is much more flexible um some things will feel weird if you have a post positive word um like *igitur*, I can't remember if we've learned *igitur* yet, but it comes up in the Roman Canon, right? Right after the uh, um, the preface, the priest says Te *igitur Clementissime Pater*. Right? Uh, *igitur*, therefore, um, is post-positive, meaning it's never the first word of the sentence, so or, or of its clause. So if you if you if you chucked it in as a first word, it would just be really uh, bizarre um, actually, yeah, we won't get to that one until unit 12. Uh, but anyway, that's an example. There are those post-positive words. It just would be weird to put it anywhere else. And some adjectives, um, uh, order, you know, uh, can, can, uh, seem a little odd, but, but it's not like in English where, uh, English adjectives almost always precede the noun they modify. And precede immediately the noun they modify. In a lot of uh, of um, Latin-derived or daughter languages, the ro- modern Romance languages, adjectives will usually follow the noun they modify. In Latin, it's pretty much uh, um, it's pretty flexible. You can you can do either. Um, Adjectives, most adjectives do tend to follow their noun uh, in Latin, um, but again, because we're introducing uh, you to Latin, we've, our book is generally following English word order, um, but as you get more involved in Latin, you'll start seeing the adjectives will tend eh, to follow their noun, but they don't have to. And when they're shifted to a different position, it can have a slightly different emphasis, which is what happens with Latin word order. If you get out of the general kind of default word order, you're not changing the meaning of the sentence. You're not making anything that sounds weird. But you are slightly emphasizing or playing up the word that's kind of out of its expected place. We'll get into more of that uh, in the in this week's lesson that's coming up, Unit 5. In English, word order is fundamental. I mean, because we're not an inflected language anymore, uh, there's a huge difference between the sentence, you know, the dog bit the man, and the man bit the dog, (laughs) right? I mean, it's going to be a completely different meaning because word order determines which is the subject and which is uh, the direct object of the sentence. In Latin, it wouldn't have mattered um, because if the man was in uh uh the accusative, and the dog was in the nominative it doesn't matter what word order is. you know that it was Fido who did the biting. but if the dog was in the accusative and if man vir vir was in the was in the uh, uh the nominative, now you've got a different story right so um uh but it wouldn't matter so much. If uh, it was, you know, the, uh, um, if it was a, a, a big man and you described him as vir manius or manius vir, okay, because word order uh, is not, it isn't going to change the, the meaning of the sentence. Whereas in English, it would feel a lot weirder to say uh, the man big. Bit the dog <laughs> you know uh, um, uh, rather than the big man, right so uh, again, Latin word order is much more flexible we 'll get into that in unit five. Uh, uh, it does um, affect emphasis and style, and this will get really complicated, well maybe complicated isn 't the word I want, but it can get more confusing for English speakers. Um, when we get into longer uh, rhetorical flourishes of passages, and especially if you follow the mass in your um, in in your missal in Latin, um, and you get into the collects, the collects, the prayers are elegant pieces of writing, especially the ancient ones, and um, and you might find an adjective separated by an entire clause from its noun, or, you know, uh, an adverb separated from its verb, you know, I mean, because the, the writer, the composer of the text is writing something elegant and beautiful and hieratic and sacred, and if you then go through the stressed, unstressed, long, short syllables, you might Realize there's a real rhythm here, and there's a reason for it. And some of the colleagues like build toward their conclusion, so they'll start with 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 I am da 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 da, and then they'll build into into uh, into other you know like a dactyl da 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 yeah, and, and until they until they come to their big conclusion, perdominum nostrum so ius Christum, you know. Um, so. Uh, because latin word order is flexible in that way it gives a great deal of uh possibility for someone who's uh composing uh um you know something for the purpose of you know rhetorical flourish like that to be able to make a really beautiful sentence that and and capture something in the rhythm of the sentence that doesn't really translate well into english um we have, of course, in our own language, other ways of doing that. But but Latin uh, word order with that flexibility uh, makes that possible. Uh, so, you know, as we're going through these exercises, you'll note, you know, we're generally at this point early in the class following, you know, the English word order, because although that's not the default Latin uh, word order, it makes it easier for us right now and it doesn't really change the meaning in latin because latin would allow that all right very good uh, we're gonna drop a uh, uh, unit um uh five uh this week i hope and uh um we'll be uh, we'll be uh moving on um and uh, i'm i'm glad that you've you keep with it and those of you who you know have needed to take a break and are coming to this a little later that's fine go ahead if you have any questions uh, uh, you can certainly uh, email me and uh, i'll try to pick them up uh, in the next time i record something or else uh, if you know i'm getting something months later uh, i will uh, um, try to respond by email, but by way of, you know, uh, next unit, we're going to be, uh, really, uh, launching into verbs. So, uh, we're going to be entering into some complexities. Um, all right. Very good. God bless you. Talk to you next time.